listening to Not So Live from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein. With me, as always, in the booth is... Uh, the, the other buddy, Mike. Horror right, man. How you doing? <laughs> and we swear we are not zombies today, as we will be covering the George Romero series of zombie films. Now, I know that you did not see all of these before we actually started this podcast. You saw the ones that yes. were worth seeing, and I can't blame you for yes. that. <laughs> yeah, I did not see the two most recent, Diary or Survival, but I'm a big fan of especially the first three. I like the first three quite a bit. We're only going to really cover the three main uh, the, the the main ones from Romero. We're not going to yeah. delve too deeply into all the fucking remakes because there's a lot of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was I, a very long Wikipedia page. <laughs> we like just trying to go through all the remakes of Night of the Living Dead since it's in the public yeah. domain. That is. That is a cool. hellish experience. I've been doing it, Quite but a it's lot. a hellish experience. So, oh man, it's um, yeah, so the Lord's work right there. Good <laughs> Thank luck. You. Thank you. I've tried. But Romero was interesting because basically his entire career, despite the fact that he directed other shit, is defined mm-hmm. by zombies. His six main ones, the crazies as well, a few other things mm-hmm. that he did, like zombies. That was that was him. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much that that was his, he brought us with the the modern zombie the modern zombie and, yeah. yeah pretty yeah. much and like every time people just debate online whether or not fast or slow zombies are good what they're really discussing is whether romero or snyder zombies are worth watching <laughs> yeah it's a fair point and <laughs> both of they they both have their their qualities i think mm-hmm. uh much more threatening i feel the the slow zombie just the meandering and just the the unstoppable force that keeps coming mm-hmm. the, but there's something to be said of the the ones that you know scale walls and climb things i mm-hmm. think to you know world war z with them like you know making a human well, a, a corpse pile to get over the giant wall and everything like you know semi-intelligent murder beasts i guess <laughs> but doesn't feel like a zombie at that point like um the 28 days, 28 uh, yeah. weeks 20 later. weeks, yeah. Those are great films, but they mm. specifically go out of their way to say, these are, you know, rage-infected humans. And- yeah, it's a, a virus more <laughs> so than something else. And, and very interesting in the original Night of the Living Dead where they say, like, you know, this is radiation caused by a probe from Venus, which I well, thought was a nice little touch. You know? 1950s sci-fi. That was, that was still exactly. the fear they were playing on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's you why will, I loved it. You will note that when the 70s came around and they did Dawn of the Dead, they didn't bother trying to explain it at all. They're just like, <laughs> We don't fucking know. You know the news yeah. report of the guy. He's like, "Who fucking knows? I'm fat and I'm gonna die soon." So, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so yes, the original Nine Living Dead is. I'm gonna be honest with you. One of the my least favorites of this set. I came to it mm-hmm. late after having mm-hmm. already seen Dawn and Day. And don't get me wrong, sure. I understand the appreciation for it, but right. I've always been a bigger fan of the 1990 remake that was. Um, produced by Romero and directed by Tom Savini. I think as far mm-hmm. as that version of the story is concerned, the 1990 version is the best. But there's there's charm in how over-the-top for the time period Romero's black-and-white commentary on racism actually was. Yeah, and like a lot of really good story here, and just a whole lot of creepy throughout the whole thing. Like mm-hmm. you know, you, you, mm-hmm. you never really there's a sense of like dread around like every corner, and like yes. you know, I'm, I'm waiting because like you know what a zombie is, you know what a zombie does. I'm just waiting for the little girl in the basement to do something bad. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. that's I mean that's that's a consistent point. I think 
the parts that I have issue with with it are, I mean, it was filmed in, in choppily during night and day, so yeah. it's hard for the like the the film to maintain its creepiness the whole time. It does right. get a, it does do a lot for gore in an era when you just didn't get gore. So I mean mm-hmm. that's impressive. I'm already knowing to use pig entrails for the people to start eating bodies. Like you see that, and you're just going, "Am I actually watching this in a 1968 movie? Really? Yeah, really, the really great practical effects in a time uh-huh. that didn't really have them. And like mm-hmm. to your point, it, it wasn't really a thing, you know, gore mm-hmm. and stuff in in you know horror movies even. So this was like you know groundbreaking, I guess in a way you would say. Yeah, they had to. They had to basically film it off, off, off studio, which explains <laughs> why they didn't secure the copyright because they didn't really fucking know what they were doing at the time. Yeah, um, yeah. But it does make for a very interesting and convincing 1960s horror movie. I just think mm-hmm. that if you go to it after watching all the other zombie movies that have come out, even just from Romero, it's less scary. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, I can appreciate the the original horror of it, and I feel like you know if you saw this when it first came out in the '60s, you would have been scared to death. It would have been like you know the the worst thing you'd ever seen. You're not going to sleep for weeks. But definitely, you know when when we've seen a lot worse, yeah, <laughs> throughout other movies, and even you know to your point, the remakes and all, and, and mm-hmm. the other iterations of it, it, it's it's got some charm, it's got some originality, but it's not what I would call scary. No, I think the 1990 version is better if for another reason that it also makes Barbara into an actually interesting character as opposed right. to the person we're introduced to the zombie apocalypse with who's then five minutes in catatonic for the rest of the fucking movie. Like, she is useless in that movie. Yeah. A wasted character wasted. almost. Yeah. yeah. And then she just goes like, oh, my brother, look, he can't be a zombie. And then gets herself at. And you're like, well, yeah. bye, Barbara. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. They, anyway. They, they came for you, and now we're moving on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, yeah, like, yeah. The, the 1990 version makes her an actual empowered character, who, and the only person to actually fucking survive, which is interesting. Um, and, mm-hmm. it, and it does soften the racism of it, because, you know, in the 1960s, racism was a big deal, so when the black character yeah. is the only one to survive, and then he gets shot by the police, you're just like, well, <laughs> yep, that was expected. <laughs> I don't know how we didn't see that one coming. Right? Oh, he, like, even if they knew he wasn't a zombie, you're sitting there going, well, he's probably dead anyway. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> refreshing myself on it, I thought the same thing. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, well, how did you know? Well, I mean, did they really care? They, I don't think they, they wouldn't care. No, I mean, the movie <laughs> makes it out that they didn't know, but at the right. same time, would they have stopped themselves anyway? I don't think so. I really, I mean, it's, it's an opportunity, I guess you would say. There's, there's um, a Key and Peele sketch that's about like aliens instead of zombies, but it's like the, the, the two of them are trying to figure out who's like a human or an alien and like a mm-hmm. redneck comes like, come join our community. And then he gets shot and they're like, how'd you know this is alien? He wants <laughs> us to join his community. Him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's the same yeah. kind of thing with this. Like here, the, the 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 white cops rescuing the black guy. Are they really gonna let him live? Is that really gonna happen <laughs> in 1968? I, I, I don't. <laughs> probably, probably not. But probably. you know, it, it was revolutionary, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. And you know, and yeah. it was it definitely just you, you're like, oh, you, he got out. We go. Oh, 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 oh. wow. Yeah. Way to leave me with a kind of a huh feeling. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. The um. Like, and it's interesting that each of them has this like this message about the time period they're in. Because you go from like racism of the 1960s and like the the sci-fi fears of nuclear apocalypse and that came from space and all that. That was such a big part of the 50s and 60s into yeah. the 70s with Dawn of the Dead and the big worry that Romero had, or the the mirror he was shining on humanity, was our own mass consumerism. 
Yes. Yeah. A lot of the, the hedonistic lifestyle that these people enjoyed in their tower or whatever you want to call Basically. it. Basically. Like, yeah, like yeah. like like the, he comments on it again in Land of the Dead, but with a different perspective, which I don't mm. like. Um, because Land of the Dead sucks. But mm. Dawn of the Dead is interesting because it's like it's at the height of when malls were starting to come around. And right. despite the fact that the Zompok is going on around them and there's horror from that, at the same time it spends a certain amount of time just lovingly letting these people steal everything they want from this mall that they've secured as their giant fortress. Yeah, treating it as their own like personal piggy bank and mm-hmm. whatnot. I mean, like whatever they want, they're gonna take and fortify and just, mm-hmm. you know, live this this lap of luxury while death is knocking outside. Like I yeah. guess that's fine. <laughs> but it also I mean I love Dawn of the Dead. I think it's a great movie. It's scarier. Mm-hmm. It, I yeah. mean, it is very much of the time period because it feels very 70s. Like, right. not just from the, the, the fashion and the arcade games they play in their big mall <laughs> and all that, but just like, like interestingly, the mall itself feels like any mall you could go to today because they haven't really changed. But like, mm-hmm. just the way they talk and act and the pacing of the movie, it feels very 70s. Yeah, and it's got some some high points, some low points. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the relationship between, you know, the, the three three main characters i think it's quite good um but i mean it, the well, biker gang at the end when we say the three main characters do we mean the two cops and the girl the cop the girl and the the pilot the uh, pilot the okay. pilot the cop and the girl like the, the i don't really cop, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 um the other guy like eh, I, he, I, I'm, so yeah because I, I have an issue with him which is mm-hmm. He decides to do something stupid and he gets himself bit. But right. I don't really feel like the development for him doing that stupid thing is really in the movie. And I've watched all three cuts. I don't yeah. feel like like his sudden like freak out and getting himself bit is really suits the character that we knew up to that point. Yeah, I, I just I wasn't a fan of him to begin with, and then mm-hmm. you know at the end of the movie it just really solidified for me. Like I just don't like you as a character, and I'm not rooting for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I feel that way about the pilot. He's a douche. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like the people that I don't want to say like that are in charge, the people that have like. You know, I think to, to the remake of this movie with the yeah. guy who had the boat and, you know, he's like, oh, you never, you know, let the other people, you know, do the work, make them do the work for you. You don't do the work and lift the finger when you have the mm-hmm. way to get people out or whatever. Like, I kind of got that impression from this guy in a way. And like, it's, I don't know. I, I didn't, I just didn't like the other guy more. <laughs> <laughs> well, the two characters you actually end up liking are the ones that survive. And I think that's, that's right. also a commentary on it. Like entitlement and police and all that shit that goes with it it's mm-hmm. of the time period for sure but it's it's a better crafted movie and it has a very interesting soundtrack um but it's also it's i think it's the of, of the three i think it's the one that's aged the best just because it started from such a good place and despite mm-hmm. its 70s trappings still holds up even now yeah, and very successful too, you know, monetarily. I mean, a budget of six hundred and forty thousand dollars, and it made sixty-six million at the box office. That's quite an ROI there for a zombie movie in the seventies. Could you imagine anyone making a movie for six hundred and forty thousand dollars now? Like, I, you, you can't even make that with like your own, like you know, personal equipment at home. <laughs> and, and it's to, crazy. And to do it on the scale that they did, even in the nineteen seventies, that's insane. I know. I mean, they must have like really knew somebody who could like get them into this mm-hmm. mall, like you know, to kind of like after hours kind of thing. You know, let us film our movie here, and we'll you know we'll do some product placement or whatever you want to say. Like, I don't know. It was interesting. 
five dollars for each extra. Don't tell the <laughs> oh, don't tell the studios that we're hiring you for that little. Just come be on screen. Yay! Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but you were going to say with the uh, the bikers. Um, I I, I want to hear your commentary. But the bikers do, of course, uh, em- emblem our emblem. The bikers are, of course, emblematic of the big fear that, especially from this movie forward, uh, for any Zompox movie. It's not the zombies you have to worry about. It's the humans. That's the thing. Like that. That was something that I wanted to point out that I really liked because, mm-hmm. like you, you, you got a lot of that in, like you know, before it really tanked. And we're talking about Night of the Living Dead, not you know the Walking Dead, but the Walking Dead gave you that as well. That like uh-huh. you know who who are the Walking Dead? Is it the zombies or is it the people waiting to die trying to survive? Like mm-hmm. who are they? And it really made you understand to your point that like it, the fear is not so much the zombies. The fear is the other people that you don't know who can you trust. Mm-hmm. And the, the biker gang that comes in at the end here was just very stereotypical to me of like, you know, we're going to come in, we're going to crash, we're going to burn, we're going to take what we want. We don't care. Um, yeah. yeah. We don't care. Um, not that they're that different from the people that hole up in the mall. Right. right. It's right. just that they're ruining a good thing as opposed to just letting the people be. So Exactly. Like, you, you pass judgment, but should you pass judgment? I guess. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's that's what I'm trying to get at here. Like it's <laughs> you 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 the people that were in the mall are the mm-hmm. ones that were basically doing the same thing. You know, letting people just keeping people out. Just yeah. you know, solidify. And now these people are coming in and trying to take what you have. And now, like all of a sudden, you don't like that. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting because I you know a shallow watching of this, which I've done several times, and I just enjoy it for what it is. Like, the biker gang is the villains. But when you stop and really think about it, no one comes awake up here in this film yeah. at all. Like, because, you know, it's like you've got all these resources. It's more food and everything than you could ever possibly want for the rest of your lives. Do you mm-hmm. even think about trying to put up signs to let anyone else in or find something? Yeah. No, they don't do any of that. There's no, nope. we have supplies, come talk to us. It's just, we're going to hide here and mm-hmm. wait out the apocalypse. Yeah, 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 and like they're just gonna you know take care of themselves, and they, yep. and there, there's something to be said, you know, in many situations for looking out for number one. Like I get it, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, like you know, there, there's strength in numbers, and you know, four, it's a, it, it, not enough. That's all I'm gonna say. Not enough. You are not rebuilding the human population with four people and only one no. woman. Like that is no. that is not happening. <laughs> that's a lot of work for that poor woman. <laughs> she she gonna be very busy. Is that, that's, yeah. that's all we're saying. <laughs> and then I was pregnant the rest of my life. <laughs> right. Guys, stop. I need I need a break. Can you just give me five? Okay. Put the dick down. <laughs> But it's, it's an interesting perspective to take on the movie when you really think about it, because the next film, Day of the Dead, which is my personal favorite, I tend to find yeah. like the, the setup to be scarier and more interesting. But mm-hmm. the main characters, the the woman and the two like helicopter people that she knows, they're mm-hmm. actually the heroes, and they're out-and-out heroes because they're going out risking their life to try and find survivors. Right. Whereas the people they're living with, the army dudes... Uh, they don't give a flying fuck. They're just like, we're done with this at this point. Let's just hide and stop testing these zombies and stop trying to see if anything can be rebuilt because the world is over. 
it's really like this movie is where it really uh, to me it gave you that that little twist here like the military that was supposed to protect you is now maybe your greatest fear again and then we're back to the topic of like who really yeah who really is you know the the threat here and mm-hmm. you know the people that are supposed to be protecting you are now the ones that you fear the most yeah um and you know you, you want to keep them around their military they're trained they they can protect you in situations but now you got to do what they say and I mean, you know, it's <laughs> not so great. Yeah, well, and the film doesn't address it too deeply at all. There's a couple mm-hmm. snide comments from the guys, but there's also this underlying fear of it. Not only that the humans are the ones that you have to worry about, but there's only one woman in this entire facility of like <laughs> 20 dudes. Like, <laughs> if they turn on her, she fucked. And, and yeah. not in a fun way, you know? It, no. It's not going to go well for her at all. And so, like, the movie doesn't address that too deeply. But mm-hmm. that's there, and that's one of the many creeping things about it. But it's interesting also that when you look at it, the first and the second movie really start from the same place. Mm-hmm. Night, and day, adult, night and Dawn, they start at the start of the apocalypse. And Day is some indeterminate number of years onwards at this point. So yeah. all hope is gone. There's no thought about trying to, like, you know, maybe we come back from this. Like, now it's how do we live in a world that's basically all zombie? Yeah, try and like you know, I like the little um the the aspect of the the doctor uh, trying to train and domesticate them. You know, it's a theme we've seen like Bub. you know in, in, in other movies. Yeah, Bub, we've Bub. seen this in, in other movies before with like you know where the creator thinks they can control their creation kind of thing. Yep. and it never really works out well. Um, and I do like the little uh, the reference of calling the doctor Frankenstein because playing with reanimated corpses mm-hmm. and whatnot. Like I do like that little the little play on words right creepy. there. He was just, yeah. he, well, he'd gone around the bend like all the soldier guys had. The only people who managed to keep their humanity and their sanity were the ones that were still trying to rebuild. Right. Yeah. So I like this one a lot. I think it's great. Uh, the original plan for this was supposed to have not just the army base that the people live in underground, but it was mm. also supposed to have another like city off to the side. I think it works better where there's no hope of some other civilization, no right. above ground town. But George Romero apparently felt like that idea was still worth exploring, as well as the idea of taking zombies and making them smart, because that's mm. the whole plot of the fourth movie. And wow, the fourth movie's a turd. <laughs> this is where I left off. Um, <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> and, and yeah, this, this did, left me with a bit of a sour taste. Yep. Um, you know, afterward, I felt almost a little dirty <laughs> after watching this again. Uh, I was like, yeah, this is the one that I just really didn't like. Um, I mean, I, I get it. Uh, you know, we're back into the, um, the whole aspect of this, you know, the life of luxury for few and poverty for the rest kind of thing. Which is relevant. And it's relevant it, now. It is. It is. Um, but, like, there's really just, there's no character really in this movie that I even really liked, period. No. <laughs> I can't remember anyone. The only character I can remember that, like, stands out in my mind at all, and I've watched this movie a couple times, is mm. the um, the smart zombie who gathers other zombies with him and kills everyone. Big Daddy. Yeah, he stand. Well, I don't even know his name, but he stand. I can see him in my mind, so I know what mm-hmm. he looks like. He's the big guy. He's basically the evolution of Bub, but a different actor. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. and he's interesting. Former, former NFL and uh, college athlete. That guy, by the way. Yeah, okay. you know, they got the right big person to play that role. So. <laughs> big Daddy. Yep, that's the guy. Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, like he's. Like his his concept is interesting. He's a zombie, so he doesn't get a lot of character. But his concept mm-hmm. is interesting. 
And I feel like there's just too many elements at play. The raiding party who go, who tries to break away from the city and the city mm-hmm. that's going to get raided by these smart zombies. And it's all just kind of intermixed <laughs> together with no one that you even care about whatsoever, as you pointed out. It just, mm-hmm. it limps along for two hours and it's just a bad conclusion to the original quadrilogy of films. Yeah, there's just, there's a, I mean, I'm looking at the Wikipedia just to see, like, is there anybody on here that, like, I, I, I mean, John Leguizamo, I kind of forgot. Yeah, he's there. He's, a, he's a slimy, smarmy dude who gets his yeah. confidence, yeah. And, and, but I mean, like, it's, there's really nobody in this movie that is, is a redeeming, endearing no. character. I mean, you could probably say the vehicle, <laughs> the Dead Reckoning, is like the one thing you might give a shit about. The rest yeah. of it is trash. Which, honestly, that would have been a much better name for the movie than Land of the Dead, with Dead Reckoning. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's right that you have it in the movie. It's right there. Name your movie that. Or go with the original <laughs> title, which would have been Twilight of the Dead. Like, it's like they, they, they've heard Dead Reckoning. are like, shit, that was good. We got to get really in that somehow. Yeah. We got to get it in there somehow. How are we going to do that? Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. Why didn't we think of that? Shit. Yeah, damn. Where were you 20 minutes ago? Right? Ah. When, we, when we set this thing in stone and did press materials. Who? What? No. Yeah. But, I mean, to your point, and like we've said, this is really, this is, it's a bad movie. It's a bad movie. Um, this was the last Romero movie that I saw. And, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, it feels good to go back and, and watch Night and Dawn and Day again. Like, those are, those are good movies. Legitimate classics. Yeah. yeah, classic movies of of the genre, great zombie flicks. You know, they get better each time. A little bit and extra is added in, and mm-hmm. but this one just I I did not like anything about this movie. No, <laughs> it's, it's it's interesting too because this was the movie he wanted to make for like twenty. Years. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, we've seen other people, masters of their genre, come back after like twenty years and nail it. Like down the mm-hmm. road, we got Fury Road from George Miller, and I'm like, right. I think honestly, having the twenty, thirty years to work on that movie only made it better. This one, mm-hmm. you're sitting there going, you worked on twenty years for, and this is the best you could come up with. Is this yeah. really? I feel like, you know, with the scale of this movie and with the amount of characters that are thrown at you that you don't even really have time to get attached to, which is another reason I don't really care about any of these people. They're dead before I knew them. It it just it felt like it was just a lot thrown into a very short period of time. And two hours is not a short movie. Like, that's a pretty long movie, even for the late. 2000s middle 2000s there uh when when a nice crisp 90 to you know 100 minutes was a good movie length it's not a short movie really but it's just just, just bad yes it is now i know you haven't seen the last two um Mm -hmm. i'm gonna probably go against popular opinion on this and uh, diary of the dead uh is romero trying to scrape together a zombie movie without any studios wanting to give him a big budget for it he got his big budget he made land of the dead and everyone's like well this tanked because it was mm-hmm. bad. It was just bad. Um, but So he got a small budget, and he did a found footage horror movie, which is interesting. Not his genre, kind of weird that he did it, but within the context of what it is, people at the outside of the, the, the outbreak, once again, mm-hmm. uh, grouping together in an RV and kind of traveling across the country to see what's going on and like record it on their camcorder or whatever to upload online later. It's not right. a bad movie. It, it hits little vignettes. It does the various ideas. Uh, it goes to some survivors. They they meet up with some guys that steal a bunch of their shit. There's other mm-hmm. stuff, and then they end up at like some dude's mansion, and then like zombies break in. So like so, yeah. it hits a bunch of little ideas, and I think it works in regards of it doesn't try for a large narrative. It just kind of does the 
Cloverfield, see what happens during an outbreak kind of thing. So in that mm-hmm. regard, it freed Romero up to do a decent film, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like, even at the, even when that movie came out in 2006 or so, found footage was already starting to feel pretty tired. Yeah, you know, Blair Witch kind of did that. I, I, yep. I mean, I guess I would say, you know, the right way, or it was at least the first one that I can remember first that really... One. Mm-hmm. That really did it and was like, damn, this is like a really good movie. This is scary. Like, you know, there was a, a portion of me when I first saw that, where I was like, is this real? Like, this feels real almost. Uh-huh. And it, it was kind of like that, you know. But this one, I, I'm going to watch this one based off of what you said. And, I'm, and I, I read about it a little bit so I could talk about it, but I had not seen it. But it's, it does seem like out of the two that I have not seen, this had the most interesting concept. It had potential. Um, yeah. And, and it really seemed to have. Um, some good thought put into it, I think, for from what I read. Mm-hmm. And looking at here, there's some some little voiceovers here by some quite famous, you know, people of horror that I think are quite interesting. Tarantino, Craven, and Stephen King all lend their voices as newsreaders, which I'm I think is great. And also Simon Pegg and Guillermo del Toro, which I like, he got quite a few of like his friends, I guess, together on a call. Like, hey guys, you want to lend your voice to the movie that I'm doing real quick? Yeah, sure, we'll give you five minutes. Like, it, it's neat, I think. Simon Pegg did enjoy. Uh, having a friendship with George Romero, like he, uh, they they made Shaun of the Dead, and Romero loved it. Yeah, and yeah. so then he invited Peg and Frost to be zombies in Land of the Dead afterwards, which was great, even if the movie mm. sucked. So, yeah. <laughs> like, like Shaun of the Dead is a better zombie film for the era than Land of the Dead is, but Diary <laughs> has its moments. Like it's, 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 it is a found footage, low budget horror movie, so you have to go in expecting that. But if you can. It's one of his better movies, maybe not as good as his trilogy, but still mm-hmm. better. Um, yeah. So much better than Survival of the Dead, which is just a. It's, <laughs> it's like he just can't let go of like the, the wanting to do like a specific style of film, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just it's like two sides of an island split by a Hatfield and McCoy style like bitterness and yeah. That was all I took away when I read yeah. it. I'm like, this yeah. feels very Hatfield McCoy right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, and then something about trying to get the zombies to not eat human and eat something else instead, which yeah. is weird because I could swear the zombies would just eat anything that moved and would eat the meat, and it's not like they weren't eating animals to begin with. It's just that we didn't care. They were eating right. us, and that was the problem. Yeah, and I feel like you're right. Like, I know I've seen them eat horses and other you know media, yeah. and I've seen them eat, you know, I'm sure that they've eaten cat's dog. Well, actually, in Dawn of the Dead, the remake, they did send the dog through the field of zombies and didn't eat them. Interesting. Hey, it's fast zombies and it's Snyder. I don't care. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Uh, yeah, that wasn't Romero, so that's a very good yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't pay attention to whatever Snyder put into his films because <laughs> as much as the genre basically saw Snyder's money that he made, I was like, let's do this for ourselves. It's not the same kind of – anything that's rage-infected or feels like rage-infected humans is – something else altogether and that's it's actually a major issue i have with a lot of the remakes because there's there was a day of the dead remake that also had ving rains and yes when nina suvari and that was trash and that was basically fast zombies it was so dumb uh there was (laughs) day of the dead bloodline which was like kind of a remake but kind of also not and that's not a bad movie for like real shit low budget horror but mm-hmm. again, it's like they can't quite settle on if they want to do fast or slow or what. And the storytelling gets muddled. And that's a problem. Like, if you move away from slow zombies and the creeping dread of them and the fact that they are supposed to reflect a mirror of ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, our own tendency to group up and 
just go with the flow and like let our brains rot, uh, mm-hmm. then you've lost the whole point of them. You're you're just making rage monsters, and they can be scary on their own, but they're not zombies. Yeah, the the whole creeping and you know just coming from around the corner thing and the slow drag of like you uh-huh. know hearing a foot across the floor. It, it there's a certain horror in that and a certain terror that can't be captured even when something threatening and and growling and you know clawing and chasing you. It just it, it's scary in its own right, but there's something about the original that can't be duplicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you when you think about like Day of the Dead, the zombies get into the military base. Uh, mm-hmm. Like the captain, the the dumbass evil captain, he mm-hmm. he sees a couple walking towards him, so he runs down a hallway and ru- like books it down, uh, leaving them in the dust. And then like he goes to a door, opens the door, and all these zombies come pouring out. And like mm-hmm. he can either be eaten by the pack, or he can run back and be eaten by the two that are just enough to fill the hallway. But either mm-hmm. way, he does it. He's screwed. And like yeah. like if you make them fat zombies. All of that creeping sense of impending doom you can't escape is just gone because they're already on you. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. 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 So I, I love the genre. I think by and large, I stick to the, the, the original three or like the 1990 remake, which had his seal of approval and the other mm-hmm. two. Because it's just mm-hmm. those are those are the ones worth watching. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree with you. I'm going to watch Diary uh, because that sounded interesting. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, survival, I'm I'm going to just you know chalk us up to talking about it and I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> You don't, unless you're an absolute Romero head and you have to see everything, which clearly you're not, um, <laughs> or you would have, uh, survival's skippable. And that's, that, that is the thing. Like, if you really want to watch anything with Romero that's good, go with the original three and go with Diary and then just skip the rest. Cause, yeah. You know, yeah. 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 Anyway, that's, that's, that's my zombie rant. I got to do it. Yay. <laughs> Yay, zombies. <laughs> Yay, zombies. All right, this has been Not So Live from Asteroid G, not creeping slowly down a hallway trying to eat you. I'm Mike Finkelstein. <laughs> and I'm Ghoul Mike over here. <laughs> Ooh, Ghoul Mike. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> do, do, you, do you make uh, graveyard guns like the crypt? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's been a real scare tonight. <laughs> <laughs> a scream, everyone. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time.